A new book reveals how to recognize and defeat the evil of communism and other totalitarian regimes like Putin's Russia. The Triumph of Good, Cain, Abel, and the End of Marxism, with commentary by the author, Thomas Cromwell. Chapter 6 The Axial Age, an Era of Global Enlightenment Religious, Philosophical, and Scientific Awakening The history we have traced thus far focuses on a central lineage expanding from individual families into twelve tribes and ultimately the nation of Israel. Standing back from this account to look at the world more broadly, the centuries immediately preceding the arrival of Jesus 2,000 years ago were remarkable for their richness in religious, philosophical, and scientific development. So pivotal was the period between the 8th and 3rd centuries BC that German philosopher Karl Jaspers dubbed it the Axial Age. Recognizing that many of its outstanding figures have had a global impact that affects our lives and the world to this day. In this chapter, we will briefly examine some of the key people and main developments of this era. New section, the rise of Asian religions and philosophies. After 70 years of humbling exile in Babylon, the people of Judah returned in stages to a ruined Jerusalem, triggering a worldwide period of spiritual renewal. Under the able leadership of the governor Nehemiah and guidance from Ezra the scribe, they rebuilt the city and temple. At the same time, important religious and philosophical movements were founded and growing in India, China and Persia. Building on the millennia-long foundations of Hinduism, both Buddhism and Jainism took root in India during the 6th century BC. In China, Confucianism was founded in the 6th century BC, followed by Taoism in the 4th century. Further west, Zoroastrianism was founded in Persia during the 6th century BC. This religion would have a direct impact on the restoration of Jerusalem and the Jewish state when, in 538 BC, the Persian Emperor Cyrus the Great conquered Babylon and freed the Israelite captives there allowing them to return to their homeland. All these teachings brought fresh insights into the truth and guided followers to live a virtuous life. More than that, they provided believers with a religious and providential framework for understanding the world and for leading lives that take them along the path towards fulfilling their ultimate purpose through becoming one with the Creator. Ever since Marxism and its offshoots appeared over two millennia later, they have worked to tear down this framework, destroying the peaceful spiritual practices of Buddhists, the moral values and respect for nature of Jains, the good character and respect for heavenly order of Confucians, the notion of yin-yang harmony and the focus on personal growth of Taoists, and the belief in divine goodness of Parsis. As with believers of the three great monotheistic faiths, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, as well as other religious traditions such as Hinduism and Sikhism, 
It is important for adherents of the Asian faiths to recognize just how destructive of their beliefs and traditions Marxism and critical theories are. Following, we look briefly at the founders and main ideas behind this age of enlightenment, since they contributed very significantly to a process of positive global transformation and undoubtedly remain important to the realization of a world of enduring goodness and peace. New section, Buddhism. Siddhartha Gautama, the Buddha, lived from about 563 to 483 BC. Born a prince into a wealthy family in what is now Nepal, he left the comforts of home to discover the reason for suffering in the world. He would develop four noble truths, the truth about suffering, the cause of suffering, the end of suffering, and the path that frees us from suffering. This last is an eightfold path to achieve the virtues of right understanding, right thought, right speech, right action, right livelihood, right effort, right mindfulness, and right concentration. There is no God in Buddhism, but the virtues he taught are those required to achieve spiritual maturity and to overcome resentment and hatred. The teachings of Buddha, called Dharma, all contribute to virtuous society based on the acquisition of wisdom and the practice of patience, kindness, generosity, and compassion. Buddhism would prove a popular philosophy and way of life that spread throughout Asia, developing into three main branches, Theravada, Mahayana, and Tibetan, as well as some offshoots, such as Zen. Today, there are some 470 million Buddhists worldwide. Buddhism is practiced most diligently in monasteries, but is also a broadly popular spiritual path that can be woven into daily life. New section, Jainism. Mahavira was born in Vardhamana in Northeast India in 599 BC and died in 527 BC. Like Buddha, he was a prince who left home to seek the truth. And like Buddha, he achieved enlightenment, ultimately attaining moksha, or liberation from the cycle of rebirth. He inherited a number of teachings from an earlier teacher, Pashva, such as no violence, no lying, no stealing, and no possessions. To these he added the principle of chastity. Jainism lost ground to Hinduism, Buddhism, and Islam in India, but today has about six million followers. Most are concentrated in India, although some migrated to Africa and thence to Britain and elsewhere. New section, Confucianism. Living from 551 BC to 479 BC, Confucius was a Chinese philosopher who taught the importance of a good moral character as the basis for a virtuous society. This good character was to manifest in all human relationships, from those within a family to those between a ruler and the ruled. A good character was one that was respectful of others, humble and altruistic. Good people would make a good and harmonious world. A key Confucian virtue is filial piety. Respect for parents in particular and elders in general, including teachers. It extends to reverence for ancestors. Filial piety 
is a foundational virtue for maintaining harmony within the family by ordering relations between parents and children, brothers and sisters. Harmonious families are the building blocks of stable and peaceful societies, which themselves are structured in a hierarchical order. Confucianism is the basis for traditional Chinese ethics and culture. Although it lacked in understanding and belief in a supreme being, it nevertheless recognized the importance of ancestors. In other words, it reveres inherited values and traditions. The ultimate spiritual power was described by Confucius as the will of heaven, implying belief in a transcendent existence that rules the world. A new section, Taoism. The founder of Taoism, Lao Tzu, was born in China sometime between the 4th and 6th centuries BC. His teachings complement Confucianism in that they focus on the importance of individuals being responsible for their own character and their relations with others. In addition to condemning killing, stealing, lying and sexual immorality, the teachings guide followers to virtuous personal behavior and interaction with others, from the family to community and state. Becoming a good person means that you will become a good member of your family, society and nation, which you can fulfill through the way of Tao. In other words, since efforts to change others often produce unintended results, it is better to pursue your own perfection rather than to try to change the world. In this sense, Taoism is a system focused on individual maturity without the need for an understanding of a broader universal truth or mission towards others. The Tao itself is the ultimate principle of the universe combining within itself the yin and the yang. This is compatible with the idea of creation as an embodiment of divine attributes of subject yang and object yin, male and female. A new section, Zoroastrianism. The dates of Zoroastra's life are not known. Called Zarathustra in his native Persia, his was a monotheistic religious teaching. Followers believe that he had a vision of a supreme being while engaged in a pagan purification ritual. He called this deity Ahura Mazda, ascribing to it characteristics that are immediately recognizable in Judaism, Christianity and Islam. Among these are omniscience, omnipotence and omnipresence, as well as an unchanging existence beyond human comprehension. Further, Ahura Mazda is creator of life and the source of all goodness and happiness. Many Zoroastrian beliefs are shared by Judaism, Christianity and Islam. Heaven and Hell, the existence of Satan called Ahriman, the promise of redemption and a savior, and a final battle for human salvation between Ahura Mazda and Ahriman, resulting in victory for the side of good. Zoroastrian teachings encourage followers to pursue a threefold path of virtue, good thoughts, good words, and good deeds. These are not seen as a means to an end, but rather as fulfilling human purpose in themselves. The spiritual qualities of men and women are equal, and both can best channel their goodness through charity, which spreads happiness among people. Zoroastrianism took on a significant providential role 
when it emerged as a Persian state religion in the 6th century BC. Cyrus the Great was a devout follower, and Zoroastrianism would remain the official religion the Achaemenid Empire he founded, as well as for the Parthian and Sassanid empires that followed. It was replaced in Persia by Islam, which suppressed the older faith. Although much diminished since its days as an official imperial religion, remnants of Zoroastrian communities can still be found in India and Iran, with smaller groups in other countries. The total population of adherents, generally known as Parsis, is probably not very much above 100,000 worldwide and declining. A new section, the rise of classical Greece. The flowering of Greece during the period between the 6th and 3rd centuries BC is one of the most amazing and significant events in history. Suddenly, as if out of nowhere, a small region of the world gave birth to a group of men who in a few centuries revolutionized human understanding of our universe. A brief sketch of that era shows how significant it was. In the big picture of human development over millennia, the ascendancy of Greece marked the first time that a group of thinkers, coming from various parts of the mainland and several islands, sought to discover truth by observing and analyzing phenomena in the world around them. During this classical period, Greek thinkers made groundbreaking advances in philosophy and science, often through combining the two. Socrates, Plato and Aristotle are considered the leading philosophers although Aristotle also contributed significantly to medicine. Pythagoras, Thales, Anaximander, Anaxagoras, Hippocrates, Eudoxus, Democritus, Theophrastus, Aristarchus, Euclid, Archimedes, and Eratosthenes made revolutionary discoveries about the nature of the world and the universe in fields ranging from botany, zoology, and medicine to mathematics, astronomy, and physics. These discoveries would lead to many new inventions, including calipers, cartography, cranes, gears, plumbing, pumps, streets, and winches, and would form the foundation for modern science. Pythagoras was typical of the Greek polymaths, whose insights into existence cut across several fields of knowledge. In this, they foreshadowed Renaissance man. Although known primarily for the Pythagorean theorem, he believed that the truth of the universe, as known through mathematics to astronomy and music, could be represented by numbers. He established a secret society in Croton, Italy, then part of Magna Graecia, where he pursued science. He also established a community that held all property in common, as the early Christians would do six centuries later, practiced piety, moderation, respect for elders, and the state principles also found in Confucianism as well as in Pauline Christianity, and advocated for monogamous families, a bedrock principle of Judaism and later Christianity. Meanwhile, political leaders like Solon, Cleisthenes, and Pericles pioneered early forms of democracy, while military leaders, notably Alexander the Great, helped establish a common cultural environment that included much of the known world. These facilitated the spread of enlightened thinking across traditional political and linguistic boundaries. 
This remarkable period of enlightenment in Greece would have a major impact on the world, and Greece would become known as the cradle of Western civilization. The Greeks contributed to the ability of human beings to understand themselves and the natural world around them, giving the world a body of knowledge that was the precursor of science as we know it today. A new section. The impact of the Axial Age. As we have shown, a significant feature of this period was the rise of both religious and philosophical movements, as well as the development of the foundations of science. In principle, the revelations of truth that come through religion should be complemented by the discoveries of science, since both seek to understand a single reality, our universe. The parallel advance of religion and science in the Axial Age foreshadowed what occurred 2,000 years later in the Renaissance and the Reformation, which were secular and religious movements, respectively, that set in motion the transformation of the Middle Ages into the modern world. Perhaps the best demonstration of the benefit derived from the parallel development of religion and science can be seen in the experience of scientists who have received critical insights from the invisible spirit world. One of the best known cases of this is the account by the 17th century French scientist René Descartes, who famously credited a series of visions for his formulation of analytical geometry and his application of the scientific method to philosophy. More broadly, he believed that his pursuit of science was in fact a pursuit of truth itself. Another scientist who had a similar experience was the Russian Dmitry Mendeleev, who woke from sleep one night with a solution for how to organize the periodic table of chemical elements. Albert Einstein recognized the importance of religious belief and inspiration in the development of science. I quote, While it is true that scientific results are entirely independent from religious or moral considerations, those individuals to whom we owe the great creative achievements of science were all of them imbued with a truly religious conviction that this universe of ours is something perfect and susceptible to rational striving for knowledge. If this conviction had not been a strongly emotional one, and if those searching for knowledge had not been inspired by Spinoza's Amore de Intellectualis, they would hardly have been capable of that untiring devotion which alone enables man to attain his greatest achievements." End quote. These words resonate with the spirit of the Axial Age, which reappeared in the Renaissance, Enlightenment, and Reformation. Marxism was a repudiation of that spirit because it specifically rejected the role of religion in the historical development of humankind. In other words, it was an arrogant, Cain-type reaction to the Abel-type phenomenon of complementary religious and scientific enlightenment. Marx famously wrote, Religion is the sigh of the oppressed creature, the heart of a heartless world, and the soul of soulless conditions. It is the opium of the people." End quote. He believed that, and I quote again, the more man puts into God, the less he retains of himself. End quote. This atheistic view is not based on science, but on a personal animus towards God and religion. 
As history has shown, Marxist doctrines do not provide people with the understanding they need to live a good life. They only incite them to hatred and violence and the destruction of good human relationships that are indispensable to stable and successful societies. Just a few centuries after this first era of global enlightenment, Jesus appeared in Israel and revealed profound insights into the truth of creation and the purpose of existence, setting the stage for a truly revolutionary advancement for humanity. His teaching was not welcomed by most of the people, and their leaders put him to death after only three years of public life. Fulfillment of the promise of the Axial Age, centered on an Israel at one with Jesus, was postponed for many centuries as Christianity slowly evolved and spread around the world. We will examine that history in the next chapter. End of chapter 6